What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Abgenommen bedauert. Rinso, R-I-N-S-O, Soapy Rich Rinso presents Boston Blackie, starring Chester Morris. Check your hats and coats. May I have my coat, miss? Uh, here's the check. Thank you. Number 503? Yes, a camel's hair coat. Oh, yes, I remember. It's right over here. Here you are, sir. Help you on with it? No, thanks. I'll carry it. Here you are, miss. Thank you, sir. Check here, please. Check your hats and coats. Oh, taxi! Taxi! What's your hurry, Blackie? <laughs> well, Faraday, my favorite cop. Don't be so happy to see me, Blackie. You're going with me. Oh, goody. <laughs> what are we celebrating tonight? Your birthday? No celebration for you, Blackie. I want you for the murder of Andrew Lawrence. Oh, you do, do you? Who's he? You know. The caretaker of the Devon Estate. Now, look, Inspector, I don't know any caretakers, and I never even heard of the Devon Estate. I, I, I know, Blackie. What about those stains on that coat you're carrying there? They look like blood. Stains? Yeah, stains. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't my coat. Oh, let me see. Well, now, what's this on the label? It says here, Boston Blackie. Yes, that's my label, all right, but this isn't my coat. Oh, uh-huh. I suppose somebody sewed that label in another coat. Well, that's not bad for you, Inspector. Oh. Could be. Well, all I know is you're going down to headquarters and the coat is going to the lab. And I hope those stains prove to be blood. Well, I hope you don't get your hope. <laughs> Why 
Once again, Boston Blackie and Inspector Faraday have tangled. Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. Is there anything prettier these hot summer days than a nice-looking girl in a crisp, bright-colored cotton dress? Well, to us men, those dresses always look fresh and cool as peppermint ice cream. And it's almost as easy as snapping your fingers to keep those pretty printed washables bright and gay with Rinso helping out. Yes, indeed, those hard-working Rinso suds make dirt disappear in a jiffy, whether you're using a tub or a washing machine. Rinso's mighty easy on your pretty washable colors, too. They stay fresh and bright even after dozens of washings. So take a tip from Bob White for easier wash days and brighter, cleaner clothes. That's Rinso White and Rinso Bright for your colored clothes. If you value them, better use Rinso every time you wash them. And now, back to Chester Morris as Boston Blackie, who is in Inspector Faraday's office, waiting word on the laboratory tests of the blood stains found on the coat he was wearing. Blackie, for a smart guy, you get into more scrapes. Uh, look, Inspector, can't you think without pacing the floor? Uh, I've got a little proposition to make you. Oh, but how about the blood stains on the coat, Inspector? Remember, you wanted me for murder. Well, now, just in case those blood stains turn out not to be blood stains. Oh, you don't need to apologize, Inspector. Who's apologizing? <laughs> uh, what are you laughing at? Well, your shoelaces are untied. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tie them? Me? Yes. <laughs> now, wait a minute. This is going to be fun. Yes. All right, you tie them, Blackie. What? Now, really, Inspector, yes, this you. is quite humiliating. I, I never fancied myself as a gentleman's gentleman. Gentleman's gentleman? Cut out the double talking. Come on, tie my shoelaces, Blackie. Oh, oh well, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying this. Boston Blackie, finally on his knees. Yes, but not begging, Inspector. <laughs> By the way, don't you ever get your shoes shined? What for? Oh, well, there you are. <laughs> I hope you realize it's a privilege to be tied by Boston Black. Wonderful. Here's the report, Inspector. Okay, let's have it. That'll be all, Matthews. Right, Inspector. Goodbye, Matthews. You ain't going anywhere, Blackie. What? <laughs> well, come on, Inspector. What's the verdict? I'll read it to you, Blackie. It says, quote, Stains taken from the coat of Boston Blackie analyzed. Yes. Tests show them to be human blood matching that of Andrew Lawrence, murdered caretaker of Devon Estate. Signed, Murphy Police Laboratory, unquote. Well, that's it, Blackie. I'm locking you up right now. Oh. And I'm not taking any chances on you getting out of here first. Hold out your hands. Oh, now, Inspector Cuffs, for me? Yeah. Oh, you've got a very bad memory. Okay, maybe you can get out of handcuffs, but my gun doesn't miss. What, a gun again, Inspector? Again. Say, look, why don't you try a bow and arrow for a change? All right, let's get going. Just to make sure, I'm going to escort you personally to your cell. That'll be nice. All right, down the hall, and don't try anything funny. Well, will you sit with me a while and hold my hand? Oh, come on. Sorry I had to tie your shoelaces together, Faraday. And thanks for the gun. <laughs> you know, you look very funny. Generally, you're only flat on your feet. But now you're flat on your face. Got the answer yet, Blanky? Not yet, Shorty. Hello? Oh, oh, hello. Savoy Cafe? Yes. This is the manager speaking. Well, my name is Jones. Yes? My niece works in your check room. I just arrived in town, and I'd like to talk to her, please. You mean Marion Macy? Yes. Well, she's not here. I'm sorry. She's gone home. Had a headache, she said. 
Left here about an hour ago. Oh, she did. Too bad. Uh, by the way, could you give me her address? Why, yes. The Lincoln apartment. The Lincoln, huh? Well, thank you very much. Goodbye. You know, I still can't figure out, Blackie, why that hat check girl would take the label out of your coat and then sew it in another one. Well, she was probably following orders. That's what we're going to find out. Uh, we're going to leave this hot out, Blackie? Yes. We're going to the Lincoln Apartments. <laughs> Here's the apartment, Shorty. That's funny. Probably asleep. But I've got to talk to her. Can you can you open that door, boss? Are you kidding? I've got it, Shorty. There it is. Come on. I'm getting a creepy feeling, boss, like I always do. Oh, before. Shorty, will you relax? Hey, hey what's this? What? Holy mackerel, the dame. Boss, that feeling of mine was right. Yes, it's the check room girl, all right, Shorty. She's dead. Come on over here and take a look. Oh, no, no, no. I'll take your word for it. Poor kid. Stabbed to death. Somebody's playing for keeps, Shorty. Somebody wanted to make sure I didn't find out who told her to switch coats. If Faraday walks in now, he'll try to pin us on you, sure. Come on, we better get out of here. Come on, boy. Yeah, that's Let's... right. There's nothing around here will help us. Shorty. Yeah? That caretaker was murdered out at the Devon Estate. Yeah. So that's where I'm going. <laughs> I beg your pardon, miss. I, I didn't see you. What I was... are you doing here on my grounds? Well, this is the Devon Estate, isn't it? Yes, and you're trespassing. Well, I hope that means looking for a job, because that's what I'm doing. It doesn't. And even if it did, it wouldn't matter. There's no job open here. Well, you know, I'm a pretty handy fellow. I can do a lot of things. I'm I... really not interested. There's a policeman on the grounds. If you don't leave immediately, I'll call him and have you thrown off. Oh, please don't do that. I understood there was a job open here, a, a caretaker's job. Your caretaker was... Uh... Was murdered. Yes, he was. Now, please leave. I already have a new caretaker. Jerry? Uh, yes, Miss Morrison. Coming. <laughs> Miss Morrison, huh? Awful pretty name. Over here, Jerry. Will you go now, please, Mr... Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Morrison. My name is Jones. John J. Jones. I'm a detective. Oh, please don't give me away. Oh, here I am, Miss Morrison. Oh, I, uh... I, I don't need you, Jerry. I, I just wanted to know you were around. Oh, okay, ma'am. If you want me, just sing out. Well... <laughs> Where did you get him? I hired him a little while ago. So you're a detective, Mr. Jones. Have you credentials? Well, uh, you see, I never carry them when I'm on a case. Things can happen, you know. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh, Miss Morrison, please believe me. Well, I believe you, but I'll never know why. <laughs> Thanks. The house is up this way. What can I tell you that might help you, Mr. Jones? Well, uh, for one thing, I'm puzzled. Now, your name is Morrison, and this is the Devon Estate. Well, I bought it six months ago. Oh. It was formerly owned by a man named John Devon. And when he died, this place was sold for taxes. I see. Well, why are you still living here, Miss Morrison? I mean, aren't you a little frightened after what happened? Yes. Yes, I am a little. But where could I go? Besides, I'm anxious to know the answer to a lot of things. For instance? Well, right after I bought this estate... Strange things began to happen. One morning, the chimney was torn apart. A few days later, I found the cellar ransacked. Then one night, the whole living room was turned upside down. I see. Well, where was your old caretaker during all this? He was down the road, sleeping in his own cottage. Oh. But after the living room was ransacked, he slept in the house on a couch. That is, 
until last night. Or rather, early this morning when we found him murdered. Here we are. Oh. Please come in. Thank you. You're pretty calm about all this, Miss Morrison. It, uh, it must be rather annoying. It's more than annoying. My nerves are beginning to jump. Yes, I'm sure. Anything else you can tell me that might help? Well, possibly. I've had two offers to sell recently. The agent who negotiated the sale of this house made me an offer the day before yesterday to buy it back. Oh, and what's the agent's name? Arthur Moran. I see. Go on. Well, when I refused, he said his client, in any case, would like to buy the gun collection that was here when I took possession. Oh. Well, are you interested in guns? Yes, and it's a wonderful collection. It came with the house. Well, it's obvious somebody is looking for something in this house. When he couldn't find it, he wanted to buy the house. When he couldn't do that, he wanted to buy your gun collection. And, of course, he was looking for... The gun collection. I'll bet your caretaker surprised him while he was searching for it. Uh, how long had the caretaker been here? A long time. I sort of inherited him with the place. I see. You mentioned there was a policeman on the grounds. Where is he? Well, he's around somewhere. He's staying with Jerry in the caretaker's cottage. Uh, Miss Morrison, could you arrange for the policeman and your new caretaker to sleep downstairs here and for me to take over the cottage for the night? Certainly, I can do that. Oh, fine. And can you reach me in a hurry if you need me? Yes. There's an extension phone between here and the caretaker's place. Good. I'll call Jerry and tell him he's sleeping down here tonight. Thanks. Oh, uh, Miss Morrison, uh, what do your best friends call you? Uh, Polly. Good night, Polly. <laughs> you see, I'm one of your best friends. Hey, what's this? Hey, wait, Jerry. Jerry, I'll have you untied in a minute. Oh, even my Aunt Hattie couldn't talk with that gag on. I better take it off. There. There. Now, what happened? I I don't know. I I went to sleep last night on the couch here, and, and during the night, somebody tapped me on the bean. And when I woke up a little while ago, I was I was tied up and, and gagged. Yeah. Oh, there. You're not tied up anymore. Now, where's the cop that was with you? I don't know. Uh-oh. There he is, over in the corner. He's tied up, too. Get him loose, Jerry. Oh, take a look at this place. It's a mess. Everything's turned upside down. Well, never mind that. I want to find out about Miss Morrison. Polly. 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 Polly, what's happened? Wake up, Polly. Wake up. What? Get up. Come on, now. Up. That's a girl. Come on, now. Now, walk around the room with me. Here, put your arm on my shoulder. That's right. Now, tell me what happened. Well, I don't know. You've been drugged, Polly. Now, come on, try and think. I don't know. I'm tired. I want to lie down again. Now, look, Polly, you've got to keep walking. Come on. We'll go downstairs, and then you'll feel better in a minute. Hey! Hey, you upstairs. Yes, what is it? Miss Morrison Okay. Yes, how's the policeman? Oh, he's hurt pretty bad. I'm taking him to the doctor's down the road. Okay, Jerry. I'll see you when you get back. Now, Polly, come on. Walk. Come on now, down the stairs. That's right. I... I'm beginning to remember now. Good. I put a glass of milk on my night table. And then I went downstairs for a book. When I came back, I drank the milk... And then I got terribly drowsy. Mm. Well, that explains the drug. But you're getting over it all right. What's happened down here? 
But the whole place has turned inside out. Well, I don't know what happened yet. I can't stand this any longer. I can't. Oh, now, Polly, take it easy, please. Here, sit down for a minute. Come on. There, that's better. Well, now, isn't that a pretty picture? Well, Inspector Faraday. Yes, Inspector Faraday. So I caught up with you again, eh, Blackie? Blackie? Certainly, Miss Morrison. Boston Blackie. You've heard of him. But he said his name was Jones, that he was a detective. I can tell you why, Polly, if you'll only give me a chance. Not a chance, Blackie. I figured you'd come up here after we found the hat check girl murdered. You've got a killing complex lately. Faraday, will you take it easy? I'm really getting close to the murderer. Yeah, me too. I'm practically standing in front of him. Let your gun drop on the floor, Faraday. Drop it. Hey, who are you? Let the gun go or I'll let a bullet go, copper. Come on. That's being smart. Hey, Danny, get Blackie's rod. Step on it. Okay, Eddie. All right, what is all this fuss about Blackie? Hero stuff? You're going to knock out these two guys and show off for the gal here? Well, I'd like to, Faraday. Only a bullet moves faster than I can. <laughs> hey, you mugs. I don't mean to be inquisitive, but uh, what's all this about? You'll know soon enough. How about it, Danny? I got Blackie's rod and the inspectors. Okay. Put the straight jackets on him, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I didn't think we'd get the inspector, too. You better go call the boss. Yeah, he said to follow orders to the letter. Where's the phone, lady? Well, I... You better tell him, Polly. Well, it's just outside the door. Thanks, lady. Keep them all under the gun muzzle, Danny. Okay. Watch that blackie especially. Yeah. I'll be right back. And watch that blackie especially. What is the guy, a gunman or a press agent? <laughs> what a build-up he's giving you, blackie. Well, after all, I haven't established a reputation for nothing. <laughs> Even you appreciate me sometimes, Faraday. Oh. Okay, Danny. I talk to the boss. Stick the straight jackets on him. What size straight jacket you take, Blackie? I always have my straight jackets made to order. Yeah. After we get through searching the house, we'll stick their feet in concrete and toss them in the river. Feet in concrete? Now, you wouldn't dare to do that. Oh, don't yeah. worry, Faraday. At least we won't get our feet wet. Very funny, Blackie. Very funny. <laughs> don't do it the hard way, ladies. Take it easy. What am I talking about? Why, dishwashing, of course. And the way to take it easy is to let Soapy Rich Rinso take over. Because those lively, hard-working Rinso suds get right after every little bit of clinging grease and all those sticky food particles and chase them away quick as a wink. Just try it. And by all means, have Rinso handy for wash day. This hot weather, you certainly don't want to knock yourself out doing your wash the hard way either. Well, remember, Rinso not only makes wash day a cinch, it helps you turn out a wash you're really proud of. I'll bet you'll be singing your way through wash day like this. Rinso, white, rinso, white, happy little wash day song. Rinso, white, rinso, white, birdies sing it all day long. Your fine feather friend has a message to send, so listen, you can't go wrong. Rinso, white, rinso, white, happy little wash day song. So get rinso tomorrow. And now, back to Chester Morris as Boston Blackie. Boston Blackie, Polly Morrison, and Inspector Faraday have been put in straitjackets by two thugs after Blackie has been accused of the murder of the caretaker of the Devon estate. One of the gunmen is on guard while the other is searching the Devon house. What are you twisting around for, Blackie? <laughs> Straight jackets were made to hold people. Yes, handy little things, aren't they? Yeah. Now, here you can get out of ropes and handcuffs and things. Oh. Yeah, well, why don't you try to get out of that canvas coat you're wearing? <laughs> you're due to get a bath, you know. <laughs> All three of you. 
That's the boss's orders. Well, that's charming. Uh, by the way, Danny, who is the boss? What's his name? Uh, didn't he give you his card? No. Well, I guess he must have forgot. Huh? <laughs> Gee, you look funny down there lying on the floor. You know, if I felt like it, I could step all over you. How'd you like to have your face stepped on, Blackie? Like this. Hey, let go of my feet. I don't want to step on anybody, Stooge. This will make sure you stay on the floor till I leave. Well, how in the world did you get out of that straitjacket, Blackie? Never mind that. Get us out of out of ours. How did you get out, Blackie? Well, it's simple. I had my pocket knife in my hand, and while they were putting this jacket on me, I... Well, I just sliced right through the canvas. Hey, hurry up, Blackie. That other guy will be back in a minute. I'll let you out, Inspector, if you'll give me a ten-minute start after I do. What for? Well, I think I can find the man responsible for the two murders, but I've got to have time to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I want ten minutes, Faraday. Come on, what about it? Ten minutes? Okay, you've got it. Thanks. Polly. Yes, Blackie? Uh, tell me, what was the agent's name again? You know, the one who sold you the house and later wanted to buy your gun collection for a client. Arthur Moran. Why? Arthur Moran, huh? Okay. He's due for a phone call. Hello? Mr. Moran? Yes? This is John J. Jones. I'm working with the police department, and I'd like some information. Yes? Uh, Who instructed you to try to buy the Devon estate back, and who wanted to get the gun collection? A client of mine in South America. I see. What's his name? Parker Adams. Why, uh, what's this all about? Oh, just checking, Mr. Moran. Who is Adams? Well, uh, he was involved in a scrape here five years ago and went to South America to live. Well, why did he want to buy the Devon estate and the gun collection? Well, I haven't the slightest idea. All I know is that he sent a check every week to Mr. Devon from Brazil. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I believe he owned a coffee plantation or something. Well, thank you, Mr. Moran. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> Did, uh, did you get all that dope I wanted, Shorty? Yeah, yeah, sure, boss. It was a cinch. Look, I go into the files at the Daily Globe, and I pulled out this stuff about this uh, Parker Adams. <laughs> no trouble at all. And say, no wonder this guy Adams had to go to South America. Just put your peepers on this clipping, will you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Come on, Shorty. We're going up to the Devon Estate. here in the bushes. Is the coast clear? Well, there, there are two policemen in the house and one outside. Okay. Polly, I think I found out something. I know who the murderer is and I know why he's ransacking your house. But Blackie, how did you find that out? Well, I checked the newspaper files on a man named Parker Adams who asked Moran to buy this house from you and then wanted to buy your gun collection. He's in South America now, but he was a suspect in a murder case five years ago. But... What has that to do with what's happened at my house? Well, you see, this Adams wasn't convicted because the police couldn't prove him guilty. They couldn't find the gun. And you think the gun is in my house? Yes. And the Devon was blackmailing Adams with it. Polly, I've got to get by those two policemen and get into the house and find that gun. But, Blackie, how? Oh, let's see. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll climb that tree by your window and then drop to the first floor roof. Yes, I know, but the policemen outside... Yeah, I know. I'll throw a rock in the pool. That'll keep him busy while I get in the house. Uh, where is the gun collection, Polly? 
In the library. Fine. I'll meet you there. Blackie, be careful. Oh, sure. Well, here goes. Is that you, Blackie? Yes, Polly. Oh, I'm so glad. Where's the library? Over here. The gun collection's in this room. Come in, Blackie. Good. Now, we've got to work fast. Now, where are they? In a box in this desk. I'll show them to you. There's a drawer here, but you'd never find it unless you knew it was there. Here they are. Take a look at them. Ooh. Say, this is a fine collection, Polly. All old-timers, too. You know, I was pretty sure that one of them was the gun that Parker Adams killed a man with five years ago. But I can see now that I was wrong. But you said you knew who the murderer was. Oh, sure I do. And I know why he did it, but I can't prove it. Well, I'm just a dummy. I'm... Dummy. Hey, wait a minute. That gives me an idea. Look at this. This isn't a real gun at all. What? No. No, it's a dummy. It's hollow. Oh, and look what's inside. A Colt 25 pistol. Why, this must be the one Parker Adams used. And we can easily prove that by the serial number on it. Polly? Polly, I think this is our ace in the hole. You don't mind if I trump that ace, do you, Blackie? I'll take that gun. Jerry! I'm not surprised, Polly. I had a pretty good idea it was this fellow who was in back of these murders. No, you did, eh? Smart guy, huh? How did you know? Well, when one of your thugs went to call the boss before he put us in straitjackets, he, uh, he just casually picked up the telephone and didn't bother to dial. Hmm. There's a direct connection between the house and the caretaker's cottage, and that's where you were, Jerry. You were the boss. You only took this job so you could search for this gun. Hmm, nice figuring, pal. Well, as long as compliments are being handed out, that was pretty clever of you to get yourself tied up here this morning. But not clever enough. <laughs> Why, any good boy scout could tell you tied yourself up, Mr. Parker Adams. Adams? Yes. Hmm. He went down to South America and planted somebody to take his phone calls and pretend to be him. It was simple, but effective. Listen, I've spent a lot of time and money trying to get that gun back, Blackie. Yes, and killed two people trying. And now it's going to be four. And, Miss Morrison, don't keep looking over my shoulder for your cops. My boys have taken care of them. Okay, Blackie, give me the gun. Now, just a minute. Uh, let me get this straight. Uh, the caretaker recognized you when you were ransacking the house, and you had to kill it, right? Well? And you had to get rid of the blood-stained camel's hair coat you were wearing. And then after you had the hat-check girl switch coats and sew in my own label... You had to kill her to keep her mouth shut. Oh, she didn't pick your coat on purpose. It could have been any camel's hair coat. Oh, well, I know the rest. Devin was blackmailing you because he had this gun. When you found out he died, you tried to buy this house, but Miss Morrison got it first. So you came to the States and began operations to get the only evidence that could convict you of murder. Oh, you've said enough. You're stalling. Hey, Eddie. Eddie! Yeah, boss? Oh, you got these two, huh? Get the gun Blackie's got in his hand, Eddie. It's not loaded. Okay, boss. Come on, Blackie, give. Sure. Here. Oh. Holly, she's fainting, boss. Catch her. Hey, stand up. Stop leaning on me, will you? Get off of me, will you? I'll get her, boss. Go to sleep, Eddie. Hey, let go of my hand, will I'm you? holding Jerry's gun hand, Blackie. Hurry. You can let go now. Oh. Oh, thanks, Polly. You know, that was mighty nice fainting. Uh, thank you, Blackie. But I think I feel a real one coming on. Oh, you're wonderful. Do you want to be more wonderful? How? Call Faraday and tell him what you've heard. That will be enough to clear me. Of course I will. Oh. Oh. What's the matter, Blackie? Hold me. Hold me. I think I'm going to faint. Faint? 
A big, strong man like you? Well, it seems to be the only way I can get your arms around me. <laughs> Boston Blackie will be back in just a moment with an interesting preview of next week's program. Now, uh, you've heard about the language of music, ladies. Do you know what this means? That's right, Rinso White. And it means the cleanest, freshest, whitest wash you could ask to see. But you can't get clothes that clean with lazy, old-fashioned soaps. You need a hard-working, lively soap like Rinso. Because Rinso actually gets out more dirt. Why, Rinso just soaks clothes clean, often in as little as ten minutes. And then a few quick finger rubs on extra dirty places, and there's your Rinso White Rinso Bright Wash. Yes, for a wash that you'll be really proud to hang up on your line, get Soapy Rich Rinso. And now, a brief glimpse of next week's adventure. Hello? Hello. Say, uh, I'm supposed to meet a young lady in your lobby there, and I've been delayed. Would, uh, would you mind having a page, please? Why, sure, sure. What's the young lady's name? Her name is Alice Manletter. Miss Manletter? That's right. Why, she left here just a minute ago. She met someone she was expecting and left with him. Well, that's impossible. Miss Manletter didn't know a soul in New York. Well, I wouldn't know about that. But she told me she had an appointment with a Mr. Boston Blackie. And that's the man she left here with. Well, but that can't be possible. And why not? Because I'm Boston Blackie. <laughs> We'd like to take a moment here to congratulate the women of the United States Navy, the Waves, who are presently celebrating two years of service to their country. In two years, approximately 70,000 of America's finest young women have volunteered for the most important jobs of their lives, serving in the Navy. Waves work hard at important war tasks, but they keep their individuality, have plenty of fun and enjoyment with good companions, and have great pride and satisfaction for a job well done. If you'd like to help get this war over and bring your loved one home sooner, here's your chance. Join the waves. Be sure to listen at this same time next week for another exciting adventure with Boston Blackie. You can see Chester Morris as Boston Blackie on the screen at your favorite movie theater. Boston Blackie's latest Columbia picture is One Mysterious Night, soon to be released. Richard Lane appears as Inspector Faraday, music by Charles Cornell. This is Harlow Wilcox saying goodnight for Boston Blackie, brought to you by the makers of Rinso, the soap that gets clothes... Summertime means warm weather, and that means more perspiration. Use Life Boy in your daily bath or shower to protect yourself. You'll love its rich, purifying lather. Remember, too, that of seven leading brands, Life Boy gives you the most soap for your money. And besides, it's the only soap especially made to stop... This is the National Broadcasting Company. Brothers, makers of Rinso, R-I-N-S-O, Soapy Rich Rinso, present Boston Blackie, starring Chester Morris.
Front boy. Did you sign the register, please, sir? Right here. Yes, Miss Manletter. Is there some trouble with your room? Oh, no, it's fine, thank you. I was just wondering, do you know a Mr. Boston Blackie when you see him? No, I don't know him. I'm sorry, Miss Manletter. Well, thanks, just the same. I was supposed to meet him here in the lobby, but I have no idea what he looks like. My uncle arranged the appointment before I left San Francisco. Oh, there's a man standing over by the newsstand who looks as if he were waiting for someone. Oh? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm sure that must be Mr. Blackie. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Hello there. Well, I hope you'll forgive me. Wasn't I supposed to meet you here? Uh, uh, you're you, aren't you? Yes. At least Uncle should have had you wear a white carnation. According to Uncle, white carnations don't stay white long in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Uncle told me that you were very witty. Uh, but they do in San Francisco, you know. <laughs> well, shall we go? Where to? Oh, no, don't uh, tell me. I'd rather be surprised. All right, let's go. Oh, clerk, I found the man I was looking for. Thank you for your trouble. Uh, no trouble at all. Hello? Room clerk speaking. Hello. Uh, would you do me a favor, please? I'm supposed to meet a young lady in your lobby, and I've been delayed. Would you have a page, please? Her name is Alice Manletter. Miss Manletter? Yes. Why, she just left here a minute ago. She met someone she was expecting, and she left with him. Well, that's impossible. Miss Manletter doesn't know anyone in New York. Well, she told me she had an appointment with a Mr. Boston Blackie, and that's the man she left here with. But that can't be possible. And why not? Because I'm Boston Blackie. In a few moments, we will meet Boston Blackie. But uh, right now, a thought about the weather. I'll bet it sometimes doesn't seem fair to you ladies. Here it is, summer, blistering hot days, days when you ought to be taking it easy. And what happens? You've got a bigger wash than ever to worry about. More towels, more of the kids' play, play clothes, more of your own wash dresses, more shirts of dad's, more everything. Well, you couldn't pick a more ideal time than now to switch to Soapy Rich Rinso. With Rinso, even the biggest, grimiest wash goes like a breeze. As little as five minutes per load with Rinso in your washer, and your clothes are sparkling Rinso white, clean as a whistle. And Rinso is safe for washable colors, too. Leaves them Rinso bright after dozens of dozens of washings. You'll be mighty proud of your Rinso wash, and proud, too, that you bought the big green and yellow package that made it so easy to do. Better get Rinso before next wash day. <laughs> And now, meet Boston Blackie, radio's newest adventure star. Meet Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. Uh, listen, clerk, try to think. What did the man look like? I mean, the one Miss Manletter left with. I don't know, Mr. Blackie. You're rather good-looking yes. about your height and build. But Miss Manletter didn't know anybody in New York. Her uncle told me that when he asked me to meet her. Well, I'm sorry I can't help you. Well, thanks just the same. Oh, uh, here's my card. Mm -hmm. If Miss Manletter returns, have a call this number, will you? Yes, I will. Taxi, sir? No, oh, no, thanks. Uh, look, Dorman, did you happen to notice a man and a girl leaving here about ten minutes ago? Uh, a pretty girl and a man about my height? Uh, yes, sir. Come to think of it, I did call a taxi for a couple of that, that answers that description. Well, do you remember which cab it was? Uh, yes, it was the one uh, Mike O'Hara drives. Oh, oh uh, that's O'Hara just pulling up to the end of the line now. Well, thanks a lot. Here, buy your wife some flowers. Oh, thank you very much, sir. 
Uh, O'Hara? Yes, sir? You just drove a man and a young lady somewhere. I want to go where they went. Oh, you want to follow someone? <laughs> You're a bright lad, O'Hara. I don't want to get into any trouble. Maybe you'd better get another cab. Oh, you won't get into any trouble. You see, I'm Inspector Faraday of the Homicide Department. Oh, Inspector Faraday. That's right. Okay, step on it. Oh, sure, Inspector. I'll go as fast as I can. Uh, this is it. This is the place I left them off. Right in front of this store. Oh, thanks. Uh, here, buy yourself a couple of cigars. Oh, thank you, sir. Gee, I'll buy you a box. No. <laughs> well, how do you do? I, uh, I'm looking for a young couple who came here a few minutes ago. You're looking for a couple. I'm looking for a couple. I'll take a single yet. Nobody comes here. Only Pop and me. Even Pop ain't here now. They have nobody else. See for yourself. Well, thanks. Uh, may I use your telephone, please? Certainly. That'll be ten cents. Oh, um... You wouldn't be interested in buying anything, would you, mister? No, no thanks. No. Well, nobody ever buys anything. Hello, Ashley Hotel? I'd like to speak to the room clerk, please. Uh, say, Mom, have you got any chewing gum? Chewing gum, I ask for. Is he kidding? Room clerk speaking. Uh, this is Boston Blackie. Have you had any word from Miss Alice Manletter? Oh, Mr. Blackie, Miss Manletter's been trying to reach you. She wants you to come down here to see her right away. She's in room 305. Well, thank you very much. I'll be right over. Three, please. Third floor. Oh, thank you. 301, 303. Oh, here we are, 305. Come in. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So you're Boston Blackie. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see you, Miss Manletter. You know, your uncle asked me to look out for you, and then you disappear. Well, you didn't even give me a chance. Oh, you mean this morning? Yes. No, I, I just met a friend, that's all. He followed me from San Francisco. Well, I don't blame him. I'd have followed you, too. Uh, how was your trip? Oh, wonderful. This is my first time in New York, you know. I, I practically lived in a dream all the way here. <laughs> well, how do you like what you've seen of it? <laughs> wonderful. You know, uh, I'd like to show you the real town. Oh, uh, well, I'd like to, only I, I have sort of an engagement tonight. Oh, the same fellow? Mm -hmm. You haven't wasted much, much, much time before I came here, have you? <laughs> only the 18 years since I, before I came here. Isn't that enough? Well, that's enough for me to be running along, Alice. Oh, here's my phone number, and uh, if you want anything, you just call. How about lunch tomorrow, huh? Oh, I'd love it. Thanks, Mr. Blackie, for everything. Oh, everything is nothing. Good night, Alice. Twenty-five, boss. Nice shooting. Oh, Shorty, she's a beautiful girl. Look, why don't you forget Danes for a minute? Give me a good reason. Fifteen. Just like I'm telling you, boss, your hand ain't steady. You need some more practice. Well, this Maxim silencer doesn't fit this gun too well. Oh, how come the new gun, Blackie? Where's your old one? Well, uh, well, you see, Shorty, I, um... You what? Well, I, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but, uh, I guess I was robbed. Boston Blackie robbed? Yeah. <laughs> hey, boss, you ain't in any trouble. 
I don't know. Gee, bullseye, boss. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this new gun will do until I get my old one back. Well, uh, there's nothing like a workout with a target to keep your aim in shape, Shorty. You know, I got a funny idea about that, boss. Yeah? I don't care if my aim ain't so good as long as the other guys ain't either. <laughs> I'll get it, Shorty. All right. Hello? Mikey? Well, 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 Inspector Faraday, my favorite cop. Mm-hmm. How'd you guess? Oh, how could I miss those low, dulcet tones, Inspector? I want you down here in ten minutes, Blackie, or I'll send for you. That's fine, but where's down here? The Ashley Hotel, room 305. You won't have to send for me, Inspector. I'll be right down. Mm-hmm. Say, boss, uh, Faraday hasn't got you jumping through a rope, has he? Mm, room 305, Ashley Hotel. Shorty, that's Alice Manletter's room. Third floor, please. Watch your step getting out. Thank you. Come on. Hi, Inspector. Holy Mac. Yeah, Blackie, she's dead. Dead? As if you didn't know. Now, wait a minute. How did you know about this, Faraday? O'Hara, the taxi driver, got suspicious, so reported to headquarters. Oh. From his description, I knew it was you, and then I got suspicious. So you're going around impersonating me now, eh, Blackie? Well, you should be flattered. Why did you kill her? Wait a minute, Faraday. Okay, boys, cover him. Now, don't be a dope. I promised to look after this girl. She was all right when I left her a little while ago. Yeah, maybe. After we discovered the body, the boys and I waited for you to make an appearance. We knew you'd be back. Now, Faraday, listen. This girl was Arthur Manletter's niece. Mm-hmm. And I'll take care of whoever was responsible for her murder. No, no, I'll do that, Blackie. You killed her. Now, that's your gun in her hand. My gun? But I don't see how that... We checked the serial numbers, Blackie. I don't care what you checked. Mm-hmm. You can't take me in for this. I didn't kill her, I tell you. Okay, maybe not. Maybe the serial number on this gun is wrong. You know what a paraffin test is, Blackie? Oh, sure, I know. All right. Well, we'll get down to headquarters and cover your hand with paraffin. Fine. Then we'll be able to tell whether you fired a gun in the last couple of hours or not. Inspector, will you listen? Yeah. This girl came to New York this morning. Mm -hmm. She wasn't supposed to know anybody in town. Mm -hmm. And then she told me she'd met a friend. Well, what are you trying to prove? I'm trying to prove that somebody killed Alice Manletter, and I've got to be free to find out who did it. Well, you won't be. I'll see to that personally. Now, oh, wait a minute now. What are you doing in that girl's don't, handbag? Don't get scared, Inspector, please. Well, what are you doing? You've got four cops with guns on me. Yeah? This isn't a trick. I might find something here that will help me track down the murderer. Well, we've searched this whole place, Don Blackie. There's nothing here. Oh. Uh, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. What are you taking out of that bag? Well, I don't know yet. It's, uh, it's just a piece of paper. Well, I'll take it. Mm, what's this? Boston 5, Zealand, Zealand... Louisiana, three, Saskatchewan, Tennessee, two, Nevada. Yeah, yeah, Nevada, go ahead. Uh, What are you doing? I'm just writing down what you've said. Well, this doesn't make sense. Missouri, one, three, Denver, four, France, France. Well, you see, Faraday, that's a code. Well, you were going to have plenty of time to work it out, Blackie. Come on, let's get going. I'm going to give you a hand a paraffin test to find out whether you fired a gun recently. And if you have, take it from me, pal. You'll have to do some talking to keep your head above water. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid, Inspector, the only way I can keep my head above water is to duck you. Boston Blackie apparently is in a spot. And uh, speaking of spots, so was a friend of mine the other day. You see, a lady I know of looked out of her window one morning 
And it was such a lovely day, she felt like singing. And all of a sudden, she remembered it was wash day. Oh, shucks. So she got ready to do her wash and found she was out of soap. Well, time was wasting, so she borrowed some from her next-door neighbor. A soap she'd heard a lot about but never tried before. Yes, you guessed it. It was Soapy Rich Rinso. And when she saw what mountains of suds Rinso made... Well, 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 what do you know? And how quickly those Rinso suds soaked her clothes dazzling white, and how she only had to give the very dirty places a few quick finger rubs because Rinso gets out more dirt, she started singing all over again like this. Rinso white, Rinso white, happy little wash day song. Rinso white, Rinso white, birdie sing it all day long. Your fine feathered friend has a message to send, so listen, you can't go wrong. Rinso white, Rinso white, happy little wash day song. Sing your way through your next wash day with Rinso. <laughs> Boston Blackie is in Inspector Faraday's office awaiting the police laboratory report that will show whether he has fired a gun within the past few hours so that Faraday can build a complete case against him for the murder of the girl in the Ashley Hotel. How does it feel, Blackie, to be sitting there just waiting for a report that could send you to the chair? You nervous? Boston 5, Zealand, Zealand. That's the first word. Now, you take the first letters of each word and you get buzz. Great. How do you do it, Blackie? Hmm? You get... That's right. Now we know everything. Who killed the girl, what her mother's maiden name was, and what town she was born. That's exactly what I'm trying to find out. (laughs) After the first letter, there's the number five. Hmm. See, that could be the fifth vowel. You know, A-E-I-O-U. That's right. Or do you? Yes. Then the word would spell B-U-Z-Z. Marvelous. Buzz. Buzz. Inspector, this is a clue to the murder. Now, using that system of spelling out the first letters of each word... The note reads, buzz, listen, made, off. Yeah. What does that mean? I wish I knew. Yeah, Faraday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks. Well, that was it, Blackie. The test showed you fired a gun, all right. And the gun we found next to the girl's body was yours. Now, Inspector, I lost my gun, and it's true I fired another. But I was just practicing. Sure, sure, on a live target. Oh. You don't expect me to believe that, do you, Blackie? Well, frankly, no. You killed her and then you put her gun, your gun, in her hand. After wiping off your fingerprints, of oh. course. Oh. oh, that's an old trick, Blackie, an old one. I'm surprised at you. Hey, Matthews? Inspector? Take Blackie down to the cell floor and lock him up. We'll book him later. Right, Chief. Come on, Blackie. Okay, okay. Well, you look very nice today, Matthews. New uniform? Who's your tailor? You won't be able to go to him for a long time. <laughs> you know, good old Matthew, snappy clothes and patted a match. Say, Inspector, may I wash my hands? Well, they're mm. covered with ink from that fingerprint pad. Is it okay? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. But keep an eye on him, Matthews. I'll beat it, both of you. I'm thinking. Thinking, huh? I'd love to watch. Oh. Come on, Matthews. Lock me up. So long, Inspector. Faraday said I could wash my hands, Matthews. Remember? Go ahead, but no tricks. Here's the washroom. But remember, I'll be right back here with my gun in my hand. Oh, goody. I'll let you in on a little secret, Blackie. What's that? The inspector brought in a half a dozen extra cops from another precinct. Just to make sure you didn't break out of here. No. Only half a dozen? Well, I'm flattered. Uh, by the way, Matthews, did you take a shower this morning? No. Last night. Well, you need another one. Now... (laughs) 
Hey, quit splashing water all over me. I can't see. Hey, give me my gun. Uh, not a chance. I'm going to gag you, Matthews, and lock you in here. Come on, turn around. There. Now try and yell. And I want to borrow your uniform. If there are strange cops here, they'll think I'm one of them. You see, I'm leaving in your uniform. Come on, Matthews. Come on, take it off. Blackie, if Faraday ever finds this waterfront hideout of ours, you know we're sunk. Oh, Faraday couldn't find a skunk in a perfume shop. Will you stop worrying? Okay, okay. What do we do next, boss? Well, nothing until I get that long-distance call through to Arthur Manletter. The operator's trying to reach him in San Francisco now. So after we reach him, so what? Well, I won't know, Shorty, till I talk to him. You see, the only thing I've been able to do since I walked out of headquarters an hour ago was to break the code we found in that girl's bag. It read, buzz, listen, made, off. Yeah, 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 you told me that before. Yes, yes, I know, but those words don't make sense. However, suppose we try an association. You mean we're going to join a club? Oh, cut it out, Shorty, please. Now, for instance, what does the word buzz make you think of? A bee. That's right. Now, let's say the first word is B. Yeah. Now, the second word in the code message is listen. Uh Uh-huh. What does that make you think of? Listen, I don't know. Hey, wait a minute, boss. Yeah? Don't tell me. Don't tell me now. I'll get it. Listen, listen. The word is here. Oh. So the message starts, be here. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the last two words are made and off. Oh, by the way, Shorty, what's the maid's day off? Thursday, if anybody still has got one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Thursday's right. So the message reads... Be here Thursday. Oh, that's it. Yesterday was Thursday, the day the gal came to town. Sure. Oh, that's I the see. code, all right. Only what good... There's my call now. Right. Hello? Blackie, this is Manletter in San Francisco. Oh, hello, Arthur. Blackie, what's happened? I just heard the radio. It said that Alice has been murdered. The police were searching for you. It's not true, is it, Blackie? Yes, yes, I'm afraid it's true, Arthur. But you know I didn't do it. Well, of course you didn't. I don't know how it happened. But I'm going to find out. Blackie, look, I feel terrible. Oh, this is shit. the 20th birthday. The trip was a present from me. 20th birthday? Oh, uh, oh, wait a minute, Arthur. Is uh, is she a brunette? Oh, no. She had the most beautiful blonde hair you ever saw. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Arthur, your niece wasn't murdered. What? It wasn't Alice. Now, take my word for the, it. The radio said... Never mind the radio. Your niece wasn't murdered, and I'm going to find her, Arthur. You'll hear from me. Thanks, Blackie. Thanks. Call me as soon as you know anything, will you? I will. Goodbye. Now, why did you tell him that for Blackie? Because it's true, Shorty. You see, I never saw the real Alice Manletter. I took it for granted she was the girl in the hotel room. Oh. But that girl said she was 18 and Manletter's niece is 20. And the color of her hair settles it. Okay, but what happens now? Well, the real Alice Manletter left the hotel this morning with a man. Uh-huh. The cab driver gave me the address, but she wasn't there, of mm-hmm. course. They, they evidently got off there, but must have walked down the street to another house. Well, what do we do first? Well, let's see. First, we've got to get a couple of messenger uniforms. Yeah. Then you'll take one side of the street, and I'll take the other, and we'll ring every doorbell and say we have a wire for Alice Manletter. What good will that do? Whoever is holding Alice will know it's a trick and will try to grab us. That's what I'll be waiting for. A telegram for Alice Manletter. Anybody here for that name? Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. There ain't nobody in this block for that name, either. I don't know. I've lived here for 40 years. Gee, this reminds me of Alan's Alley. Uh, should I try the next block? Well, we'll try it together, but I got two more houses to go. Wait for me. Okay. I've got to find that girl, Shorty. Okay, boss. If it's a girl, you'll find her. What do you want? 
Telegram for Alice Manletter. Did you come in? Well, is, uh, is Miss Manletter here? She, uh, she's got a sign for this person. Yeah. Ah, nice place you have here. I, uh, I noticed a sign outside saying this was a doctor's uh, home. In here, please. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Hey, what's this? See if he is armed, Otto. Yeah, I'll see. Keep your gun on him, Joe. Yeah, well. Hey, here's his gun here, Doctor. Here, in his card case. Boston Blackie. We were hoping you would come. It took you a little longer than we thought. Oh, you knew I'd be here, huh? The girl said she was supposed to meet you in the hotel lobby. Uh-huh. And Otto here made a mistake and thought she was one of us. I see, so that's what happened. Otto was supposed to meet one girl, he met another. He thought she was someone else, and she thought he was someone else. Simple blunder. Oh, oh, oh. you mean the super race has made a simple blunder? But everything has been taken care of. This girl knows no one else in the city, and very soon, she will know nothing at all. Oh, I see. And that goes for me, too, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, well. Ouch, but you take it easy with my hands back there, boy. <laughs> I am tight, Otto. Mm. You see, too? Easy. Good, good. <clears throat> we have only a few moments. Yeah, that's right. You just listen to the newscasts. You better work fast, boys. You have only a few moments. Warsaw, Paris, Berlin. American kick. Take him in the other room. Better carry him. Yeah. Help me, Joe. Yeah. I open the door for you. Just throw him in. The lens on his neck. It's too bad. Ready, Joe? Throw him. Yeah. Who is that? Well, I, I, I think it's me, Boston Blackie. Oh. You're, uh, you're Alice Manletter, of course. Oh, Boston Blackie, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. So much has happened to me. Yes, I think I know most of it. You think we'll get out of here? Well, we're certainly going to try. Let's do something about these ropes. Uh, you're tied up too, aren't you? Yes. Well, they weren't nice enough to leave some lights on so I could see what it was doing. Well, there's the first one off. Now for my legs. Say, I just thought of something. That girl accomplice must have lifted my gun when I was up there, figuring that if I found out she was a spy, she could take care of me. Oh! Well, the legs are free. Now I'll untie you. Thank you. What's that? They're going to send a message. We'll be able to hear what they say. The microphone's right up against the wall. Now, your hands are free. Work on your ankles. And I'll listen. All right. Yes, catch you on. Hand over. Four, two. Yes, catch you on. S-H-O-E-S. Shoes. One, Nevada, ten, one. A, N, D, and shoes, and, uh... Yes, Ketchivan, two, one, Louisiana, three, Nevada, Georgia, Wisconsin, one, then tipping... Ceiling wax. Shoes and ceiling wax. One, five, Tennessee, five, Missouri, Nevada. A, U, T, U, M, N, autumn. Shoes and ceiling wax, autumn. That, that's uh, the message so far. Geneva, one, Louisiana, one, Hanover, one, ten, one. Louisiana 1, Nevada, Chicago 2, Louisiana 4, Tennessee. That spells Galahad and Lancelot. They stopped sending. Yeah. What did they say, do you know? Now, keep working on those ropes, Alice. Yes. Now, here's the message. Shoes and sealing wax. That's from Alice in Wonderland. The word missing is ships. Well, that could be the first word in the message. That's the way it works? Sure. Now, let's see. The next, next thing was autumn. Autumn, autumn, autumn. Uh, what's that make you think of, Alice? I don't know. Autumn leaves, perhaps? That's it. That's it. Then they said Galahad and Launcelot. They were two knights of the round table. Two knights. That's it. Ships leave to night. That's the message. We've got to get out and stop that convoy from sailing. There'll be a U-boat pack waiting, waiting for it sure. I've worked the knot loose, I think. Good. Now give me your ropes. I'm going to need them. What are you going to do? Well, they'll be in for us in a minute. Is, um, is there a chair in the room? There's one next to me. I'm leaning against Good. it. Good. I'll put it alongside the door and stand on it. 
When the Nazis come in, you'll be in back of the door and slam it shut behind them. But you'll see her. Oh, no, 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 not a chance. The room is too dark. I'll drop a noose over them, but quick. Shh. I think I hear something. Okay. Now, I'll carry this chair over, and you stand behind the door. Already, Blackie. Yeah, me too. We'll do it, Doctor, just like you said. Now, come in with me, Joe. Now, Alice. Your gun. Get out your gun, Otto. I can't get it out. My arms are pinned down. Here's a present, Nazi. Now, don't be jealous, pal. Here's one for you, too. Oh, you can take it, huh, kid? Okay. Well, I guess that does it, Alice. What is going on in there? Otto, oh, Watch this, Alice. <clears throat> Come in here, Doctor. Quick. What is look? This is... Alice. Alice, get on that telephone in the other room quick. Tell the FBI what you know. Then call Inspector Faraday while I keep an eye on these Nazis. Now, when you get him, I hold want it, you... Hold it, Mikey. Hold it. Don't move. I've got you cold this time. Well, hot or cold, you'll hate yourself in the morning, Faraday, but yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. How did you manage it? I managed it, boss. What? I got worried, and I couldn't bust in here alone, so I called your old friend Faraday. Oh. Yeah, and I landed up here with both feet in ten minutes flat. When you do anything with your feet, Faraday, flat is the right word. Thanks, Alice, for clearing me with Faraday. Oh, Blackie, you're wonderful. Oh. You saved my life and broke up a spy ring, and it doesn't bother you a bit. Don't you feel good about it? Oh, I should say I do. So good, I'm going to celebrate. Alone? Oh, no, no. You're coming with me, Alice. But first, we're going to call your Uncle Arthur. What are you going to say? Well, I'm going to tell him I've spent a lot of time looking for you. But from now on, I'm looking after you. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment with an interesting preview of next week's program. Now, you know those rich Rinso suds I've been telling you are such a help on wash day? Well, they're just as big a help come dishwashing time. Yes, ma'am. Milder than ever Rinso is easy on your hands, too. Doesn't get them rough and red. So, for dishwashing and for all the soap and water jobs around the house, better get Rinso to help you out. <laughs> Matthews, you say this is a complete record of the people who came into Gordon's store yesterday? That's right, Inspector. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Van Dyke, Smythe, George Ellis, Lady Mary Andrews. Hey, quite an exclusive list of customers for a small shop. Yeah, ain't it? Let's see now. Uh, uh, this name here. Was he a customer? Yeah, Inspector. Gordon says he was in about noon, but that could have been a coincidence. Matthews won a string of pearls. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply was missing from a certain store, and a certain party was in that certain store, and the certain party's name was Boston Blackie. That's no coincidence. Friends, of course you know the tremendous part our Merchant Marine is playing in the war. But did you know that the Merchant Marine is being expanded to meet increasing supply problems on every front, to meet the universal demand for a strong post-war Merchant Marine? Yes, Six ships a day instead of five will soon be coming off the ways of our shipyards, and every one of them must be manned by 40 to 50 men. So, if you have had previous sea experience, or if you want to get into a well-paying job where everything you do will help to win the war and to build your own personal future, then join the United States Merchant Marine. Apply at once by wiring collect to United States Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C. <laughs> Warm weather's here, and that means greater danger from perspiration. Protect yourself. Use Life Boy in your daily bath. You know, of seven leading brands, Life Boy gives you the most soap for your money. And its rich, purifying Life Boy lather agrees with your skin. And don't forget, Life Boy's the only soap especially made to stop... sure to listen at this same time next week for another exciting adventure with Boston Blackie. You can see Chester Morris as Boston Blackie on the screen at your favorite movie theater. Boston Blackie's latest Columbia picture is One Mysterious Night, soon to be released. Richard Lane appears as Inspector Faraday, music by Charles Cornell. This is Harlow Wilcox saying goodnight for Boston Blackie, brought to you by the makers of Rinso, the soap that gets clothes. <laughs> Thank you.
Miller Brothers, makers of Rinso, R-I-N-S-O, Soapy Rich Rinso, presents Boston Blackie, starring Chester Morris. A string of valuable pearls was stolen sometime today from this shop. Huh? I personally took them out of the safe and put them in the showcase this morning. Mm-hmm. Might be an inside job. How about your employees, Mr. Gordon? Well, just those two women you see behind the counters, that's all. Huh? Mrs. Phillips, the short, gray-haired woman, has been here 20, came with us 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I trust both of them implicit bonded delivery service. And nobody came into the shop today except regular customers, eh? Nobody came in just to look around? Well, not today. And we always pay particular attention to strangers. You have any kind of a record of people who did come in? Yes, we have a complete list. Mm. You see, when someone comes in to have something repaired, we give him a receipt and keep the duplicate. And when anyone purchases an article, well, naturally, we enter that in our records, too. Good, I'd like to see... Yes, Mr. Gordon. Bring me the day's sales records, please. Yes, sir. And that list might give me a lead, but with my luck, I doubt it. Here's the list, Mr. Gordon. I'll take that, Mr. Phillips. Yes, sir. You see Mrs. Van Dyke Smythe, George Ellis... Lady Mary Andrews. Mm, let's see now. Hey, this name here. Is this man a customer of yours? Oh, yes, sir. For many years. Mm. He was in about noon to get suspicious of him. Mr. Gordon, when a string of pearls is missing from a certain store, and a certain party was in that certain store, and that certain party's name is Boston Blackie, I'm suspicious. <laughs> in a few moments, we'll meet Boston Blackie. But right now... I'm told by the best authorities that when you ladies set out to buy a dress, you're mighty particular about the color. And so it stands to reason that once you've got exactly the right color, the one that does the most for you is the expression, I believe, you do your level best to see that it stays that color by the most careful laundering. Yes, you'd pick a soap you know to be reliable, like soapy rich Rinso, for instance. For you see, Rinso's peppy suds get out more dirt, but they're safe for washable colors. Leaves them crisp and vivid, even after dozens and dozens of washing. And because you don't have to do any hard scrubbing or boiling with Rinso, your clothes will stay new-looking longer. So better get Rinso before next wash day. For an easier wash day, and for a wash that's Rinso bright and Rinso white. And now to the latest adventure of Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. <laughs> this will kill Blackie Matthews. <laughs> I'll have him so cold he could refrigerate a warehouse. I don't know, Inspector. I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Of course you don't know. Get this set up. Pulled from Gordon's jewelry shop today when he left his watch to be repaired. You going to pick him up, Inspector? Uh, no, not now. But tomorrow... Tomorrow he's going to call for his watch, and there's going to be a tray full of very valuable stones, practically under his nose. And nobody will be watching him. Blackie will lift the trinket or two, and when he gets outside the store, we grab it. How does it sound? I Stand don't know, there. Inspector. I don't know. But if it just wasn't Blackie... Oh, Matthew, you're fired. <laughs> Hey, Blackie. Has Fatty been here, Blackie? Has he? Well, not that I can remember. I haven't seen the inspector in a week. You know, I think I'm on his hate parade. Oh, you'll be seeing him, Blackie. Yes? The boy just tipped me off that he's after you for lifting a string of pearls from the Gordon Jewelry shop this afternoon. Well, isn't that nice? I didn't take them, Shorty. I know. 
But that ain't going to stop Faraday from trying to pin it on you. Oh, he does that from force of habit. By the way, I left my watch to be fixed at Gordon's this noon. Oh, that's probably what gave Faraday his big idea. Yes, and uh, and you say a string of pearls is missing, huh? That's what the man said. Shorty, I saw one of the clerks put a string of pearls in her handbag just before she went to lunch. No kidding, Bob? Yes. Yes, it was Mrs. Phillips. Oh, you've seen her, Shorty, a little gray-haired old lady. She's uh, been at Gordon's for years. You think she went to the pearls? Oh, I didn't at the time. Oh, no, it couldn't be. Mrs. Phillips isn't a thief. Well, she's a dear, sweet person. She looks like everybody's mother. Okay, boss, okay. I ain't the one who said she snatched them. But the pearls are gone. I'll get it, sure. Okay. Hello, Boston Blackie speaking. Oh, Mr. Blackie, this is Mrs. Phillips from Gordon's Jewelry Shop. Oh, yes. Yes, what can I do for you, Mrs. Phillips? I must see you right away. My address is 722 Alden, apartment 4B. I'm definitely at your service. Be right over. Goodbye. Going before dinner, boss? But something's cooking. You're right, Shorty. And I'm going to find out what it is. Good evening, Mr. Blackie. How do you do, Mrs. Phillips? Won't you come in? <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry Mr. Phillips isn't here. Large night, you know. He's been here one night a week with the boys for the last 35 years. Oh, I see. Well, uh, what did you want to see me about, Mrs. Phillips? Uh, Mr. Blackie, I understand you're suspected of picking a string of pearls from the Gordon jewelry shop. I heard Inspector Faraday tell Mr. Gordon. That's right. He thinks I took them, and uh, I think you did. Oh. You see, I saw you put those pearls in your handbag. You saw me? Uh-huh. Oh, Mr. Blackie, please. Please don't say anything to anybody about this, please. Well, I'm afraid I'll have to, Mrs. Phillips, if the police get too annoyed. I'm sorry I've implicated you. Been on my mind all evening. That's why I phoned you. Now, look. Look, suppose you just put those pearls back in the morning and then there won't be any trouble. Now, how's that? But I can't do that. I haven't got them. Did you sell them? You know, they could be traced to you if you did. Uh, I didn't sell them. Oh, please. I can't tell you anything about them. I'm in terrible trouble. Well, why not let me help you, Mrs. Phillips? Nobody can help me. It's something that happened years ago, but I don't dare tell you about it. Don't dare, huh? No. Sounds as if somebody was blackmailing you. Does your husband know? No. No, he mustn't must ever know. He'll kill me. Well, of course you know your blackmailer won't be satisfied with just the pearls, Mrs. Phillips. Next, he'll want something else. You'll never be rid of him unless he's stopped. I'm... Afraid to tell you anything, Mr. Blackie. What's all right? He isn't satisfied with just the pearls. He told me when I gave them to him. Oh. Uh-huh. I see. He doesn't waste much much time, does he? What is it he wants now, Mrs. Phillips? Come on, please tell me. A ruby. A twenty carat ruby we have in stock. I see. And what would happen if he didn't get the ruby? Something terrible. But I won't let it happen. It mustn't happen. I'll get him what he wants. Well, perhaps what he wants won't be there for you to take tomorrow. You mean you'll take it first? Well. Oh, you couldn't. You mustn't for your own sake as well as mine. For my sake? Yes. This morning, Inspector Faraday told Mr. Gordon that he was going to lay a trap for you tomorrow when you come for your watch. They're going to put some jewels on the counter where you can get them easily, and then they're going to arrest you as you leave the store. Oh, they are, are they? That's very interesting. 
You won't take that ruby now, will you, Mr. Blackie? I've got to get it. To keep someone from talking. Well, I don't know, Mrs. Phillips. I, uh, I've got an idea that from now on, I'm going to do all your talking. For you. Cops out of sight? Yes, sir. Hey, there's Blackie's car now. Just coming along the street. You see it? Yeah, almost opposite the store. He's driving pretty slow. Come on, Matthews. Let's get out of sight. Okay. Blackie, you're crazy. Here we were yesterday minding our own business. No pearls, no rubies, no trouble. Now where are we? Right in front of Gordon's jewelry store. And we're about to stop, Shorty. We still have no pearls, no rubies, but plenty of trouble. <laughs> and I'm afraid we're going to have more. You mean you're going across the street to Gordon's and lift that ruby like you said? Certainly. Mrs. Phillips is in trouble, and I'm going to help her. Uh-huh. I'd like to meet whoever's blackmailing that lovely old lady, Shorty. And that ruby is going to be my introduction. Okay, okay. So you meet him, so you take care of him. That old lady still stole the pearls. That's still a crime. I'll get those pearls back. And give her the ruby to put back, too. Then nobody will be hurt. Except our blackmailing friend. What about the trap fire they set oh, for you? Oh, that? Well, that makes it more interesting, Shorty. You see this cigar? Yeah, yeah, sure, I see. Well, look. The center is hollowed out. Uh-huh. That's why you're here. You brought me along because the center of the cigar is a hole in it? That's right. Now, when I come out of the store, I'll be smoking a cigar, and when Faraday grabs me, I'm going to be so surprised, I'm going to drop it. And you're going to pick it up. Me, boss? Uh-huh. I'm going to pick up a butt... Just like the old days? <laughs> That's right, Shorty. And you're going to take very good care of it. Because in that hole in the cigar, there's going to be a 20-carat ruby. So long. Okay, Blackie. Good luck. Thanks. Well, good morning. <clears throat> Hello there, Mr. Gordon. Uh, good morning, Mr. Blackie. Well, I'm busy right now with this young lady. Oh. Uh, Mrs. Phillips has your watch ready for you. Well, good morning, Mrs. Phillips. Uh, Beautiful morning, isn't it? Uh, you have my watch? Why, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, it's this cigar. I'm sorry, Mrs. Phillips. Oh, 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 my, what lovely rubies. Uh, here's your watch, Mr. Blackie. That will be five dollars. Please, please don't touch the rubies. Five dollars, huh? Well, thank you very much. Uh, here you are. Goodbye, Mrs. Phillips. Mr. Blackie, you shouldn't have... Goodbye, Mr. Gordon. I'll take another step, Blackie. Oh, Inspector Farrell. Oh. Well, you you startle me. Yeah, I see. Now get back in that store and keep your hands in the air. Matthews? Yeah, Inspector. Now get the boys on all sides of Mr. Boston Blackie. We're going back in the store and searching. Hey, the, the ruby's missing. Yeah, no, no. He took the ruby. Take it easy, take it easy, Mr. Gordon. Of course it doesn't. I told you he would, didn't I? Yes, but when will I get it back? That's as soon as we search Blackie. What we're going to do in the back room right now, Mr. Gordon? Boys, all right, Inspector. Good. Well, it's nice of you, Inspector, to have provided a police escort back into the store. Don't mention it, Blackie. You make bad bargains. What do you mean? You've only had that ruby 30 seconds, and it's going to cost you 30 years. <laughs> now, let's get back in the other room and start this search. Uh, by the way, Inspector, don't forget to look in my pocket. Well, what did you do with that ruby, Blackie? <laughs> We've searched you from head to foot, and we can't find it. Well, we must have it. I saw it on the tray just a minute before he came in. And after he left, it was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You arrested him before he could move from the door. He must still have it. Well, uh, 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 you know, maybe I swallowed it. 
Very clever, Blackie. You're very clever. I've got an idea. Maybe you did swallow it. Are you kidding? Well, we'll soon find out. I'm going to see what you look like behind a fluoroscope. <laughs> I see. You want to get the inside story. Well, it seems as though Boston Blackie's plan to steal the ruby might have suffered disaster. However, we'll see about that in a moment. Right now, maybe it's the heat, but I definitely feel a poem coming off. Here goes. There was a young housewife named May, who, if you asked her, would say... My war? A delight. Yes, it's white. Rinso white. For Rinso suds, hip, hip, hooray. Yes, many a woman cheers those rich, peppy Rinso suds. Not only because they help her to turn out such a dazzling Rinso white wash, but because they save her so much hard work and time. And these hot August wash days, that's something. Well, I think I just give up. If I had to pick up heavy loads of clothes... Put them in a steaming boiler, lift them out, scrub the light stop, out of them. Stop, I can't bear the whole idea. It certainly is different than the Rinso way. Heavens, yes. I just pop my dirty clothes into a tub full of rich Rinso suds, let them soak a little while, give the extra dirty places a few quick finger rubs, and they're ready to rinse. You hear that, ladies? It's a mighty fine prescription for a hot weather wash day or any wash day. Better get Rinso tomorrow. <laughs> And now back to Chester Morris as Boston Blackie. In order to deal with the unknown man who is threatening aged Mrs. Mary Phillips, Boston Blackie has stolen a 20-carat ruby from the Gordon jewelry shop and hidden it in a cigar. Inspector Faraday has been unable to find the ruby, but now has an idea that Blackie has swallowed it. I didn't swallow the ruby, Inspector. I'm strictly on a milk diet. You'll see, Blackie. As soon as you stand in back of that machine. Faraday, the fact that the ruby was 20 carats is throwing you a little. You see, a ruby is completely indigestible, believe me. Very funny. Now get back of that machine, Blackie. All right, all right. But supposing the ruby doesn't show up. Am I excused for the rest of the day, teacher? Get back of that bird. All right, all right. Now, how's this? Yeah. Now, just stand there. All right. Turn on the machine, Doc. What? How do I look, Inspector? It's an improvement. I can't... How does this work, Doc? Uh, mm-hmm. Any object such as a ruby will show up clearly if he has swallowed it. You see anything? Now, don't tell me you see a strange man and I'm going on a thing. Me neither. Okay, turn it off. Come on out, Blackie. All right, put your shirt on and then beat it. I can't hold you. Oh, bless you. Bless you, Faraday. Bless me. You know, it takes a big man to know when he's licked. I'm not licked yet. That's what I mean. Oh. Good day, gentlemen. Just a minute. Did you spread the rumor that I got away with a ruby, Shorty? Yeah, yeah. I spread the story all over town, just like you said, boss. Then if I'm lucky, this is the fish that swallowed the bait. Coming. Well, how do you do? Wasn't Blackie? Yes, that's right. My name's Tom Elliott, and thanks. Thanks. All right, if I sit down? Certainly. Make yourself at home. You can give me the ruby you took from the Gordon jewelry shop this morning. I know you've got it. Oh, you do, huh? Well, why should I give it to you? I believe you're going to want to give it to me. And just why am I going to want to give you the ruby, Mr. Elliott? You know Mrs. Noah. Ever meet her husband? A wonderful man. They're crazy about each other. Have been for 35 years. Well, what about it? Rather interesting story. You see, before he married her, that's 35 years ago, he escaped from prison. Of course, she didn't know anything about it when she married him. When did she find out? When I told her. 
Oh. I had to tell her, you see. If I had uh, come to him with the story, I'd have gotten nothing out of him. He'd have committed suicide and given himself up. I see. So, uh, so you want his wife because you, uh, you went to his wife because you knew you'd do anything to protect her husband. Even steal to keep him from going back to jail. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And her long and trustworthy service in the Gordon shop completed the setup. Well, you know, that's just about the way I figured it. Only I didn't know the details. Uh, I told them to you for one reason. Yes? If you don't give me the ruby, I intend to turn John Phillips over to the police. Well, do I get it, Blackie? You get it. Good. And I uh, don't want any interference from now on, either. Let's understand that, too. I understand. All right, here's the stone. Now get out of here before I forget that your scheme is foolproof. Goodbye, Mr. Blackie. You're a very re- What's up? Tell that man that just left here. Right. I'd like to know why a rat like that lives, and I'd also like to know where. Mr. Blackie. Oh, hello, Mrs. Phillips. Uh, may I come in? Please do, Mr. Blackie. Thanks. Police didn't find the ruby? No, of course not. But your friend, Mr. Elliot, called on me. He told you? Uh-huh, everything. Now, look, Mrs. Phillips. I, uh, I guess maybe I'm a sentimental sort of a fella, but I believe anybody who's gone straight for 35 years is entitled to a break. Oh, it sounds so wonderful to hear you say that. Why, there's a story in the papers almost every week about some governor pardoning a man who gives himself up after years of going straight. Oh, providing he hadn't been convicted of a major crime. Well, you see, John had been gambling and signed it. Oh. I investigated his case. Of course, he doesn't know it. Well, he won't. Now, I think I have a plan that'll work. We have two things to do. Get back the pearls and the ruby and prevent Tom Elliott from talking. The first is easy. Uh, the second, well, <laughs> we've got a slim chance. Is there anything you want me to do? Yes, Definitely. In half an hour, I want you to call Inspector Faraday and tell him that you know a man who escaped from jail 35 years ago. What? Now, please trust me, Mrs. Phillips. It's the only way I know that we can stop Elliot. But I don't see how that will stop him. Well, I, I couldn't do that to John. Well, don't you see you're doing it for John? Now, first of all, you're to tell Faraday that the man who escaped from jail 35 years ago is a man named, oh, make up any name, say Fred Mullins. Um, then act a little bewildered. Don't tell him who you are and just say you know Mullins is free, but you don't know where he is. Then what do I do? Then you're to hang up. I don't understand, but if you say so, I'll do it. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Blackie. And that thank you comes from my heart. I was afraid my world had come to an end. Oh, Mrs. Phillips, this is only the beginning. Oh, come on. Let me see you smile. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Bye. <laughs> I got that guy's hideout, Peg. It's uh, 1761 East 13th, uh, uh, apartment 6B. Good. Now, listen, Shorty. I want you to call Faraday. Yeah? The guy's your Allenby, who happens to be in the city, and who also happens to have escaped from prison 35 years ago. Well, who's this Allenby, boss? Gee, I thought I knew him all. Oh, I just made it up. Oh. Play dumb, Shorty, and we'll have Mr. Faraday good and confused. <laughs> Won't be the first time. Yeah. Okay, Blackie, it's as good as done. Thanks. See you later. Inspector Faraday, I have some information. Yeah, who is it? Oh, that ain't important, but there's something that is. Huh? You know, I know a man who escaped from jail 35 years ago 
And his name is Edward Allenby. Yeah? There'd be a feather in your cap if you arrested him. Look, I got enough feathers now to be an Indian chief. Where is this Allenby? I don't know. What jail did he bust out of? I don't know that either. Uh, what is this? April Fool's Day? Goodbye. Barely talking. I just wanted to tell you, Inspector, that a man named Fred Mullins escaped from jail 35 years ago. Hmm? You can find him if you hurry, but I don't know where you're to hurry to. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, 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 wait a minute. What is this? An epidemic of crackpots? Hello. Hello. You hung up. Yeah, Faraday speaking. This is Blackie, Inspector. Oh. I've got a tip for you. I know a man who escaped... If you're going to tell me about somebody who was supposed to have broken out of jail 35 years ago, Blackie, I'll wring your neck. All right, Inspector, all right, then I won't tell you. Goodbye. Six o'clock. Getting out, please. Thank you. Oh, no, you don't, Elliot. No closing doors in people's faces. It isn't polite. You, uh, you mind if I come in? What do you want here? Well, I want that ruby I loaned you. And the pearls Mrs. Phillips gave you yesterday. Oh, you do, eh? Uh-huh. You see, Mrs. Phillips is going to put them back in the store tomorrow morning when Mr. Gordon can find them. You'll think they were just misplaced. Your memory isn't very good, Blackie. You weren't supposed to interfere anymore, remember? And I was supposed to forget about John Phillips cracking out of jail. Yes, 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 I know. Only that doesn't matter now. Now, let's have those pearls and that ruby, Elliot. Sorry, Blackie, but they're staying with me. And I'd advise you to stand still. Oh, a gun, huh? Pretty unoriginal. But I'd expect that from a small-time crook that blackmails old women. This gun has killed two men, Blackie. That's all. With me on the trigger. And you know what they say about uh, all things coming in three? <laughs> yes. Uh, the expression is all good things. Don't worry. This will be good. I'm going to leave town until I need more money than I'm coming back and put a little pressure on Mrs. Phillips again. I know a fence out west who'll pay a fortune for those pills and that ruby. My bag is packed and I'm on my way. But I'm, uh, I'm afraid I've got to kill you first. Well, you know that, uh, that 38 is liable to make a lot of noise. Yes, but this silencer will make sure nobody hears it. I see. Hey, keep your hand out of your pocket. Oh, I, I haven't begun, Elliot. I just wanted to get my cigarette case. Okay? Yes. But it'll be the last cigarette you <laughs> Well, at least this is one way of breaking the habit. Will you have one? Sure. Hey, that's an expensive case. Yes. I'll take it with me when I go. I have a lovely gold inlay you might like also. Now, don't get too close. Just stand where you are and hold that case out as far as you can. I can reach. Oh, you mean like, uh, like this? Yes. Thoughtful of you, Blackie. I'll take this. Ow! Sucker! Oh! I don't know when I've enjoyed doing anything so much. Those pretty little fingers of yours are going to hurt tomorrow, Elliot. So you killed two men, huh? Well, I can't wait to tell Faraday. Now, come on, hand over that jewelry, Rat. I'm in a hurry. I can't wait till I see the expression on a lovely little old lady's face. All right. Faraday, you've got me in jail, and I suppose you're sending my fingerprints out west. That's right, Elliot. Blackie finally got around to doing me a favor. You've got a little record in this city, too. You didn't tell Blackie that. I think we've got a priority on you. Doesn't matter where I go to jail. I just want to tell you this, Inspector. I've got a little information for you. Yes? 
Yes. I know a man who escaped from jail 35 years ago. You too? Look, Elliot, if I hear one more word out of anybody about some guy who was supposed to have busted out of jail 35 years ago, I'll bust that guy in half. I sent for you, Blackie. On account of you've got a right to know. Oh, thanks. I sent this Elliot's fingerprints out west, and he's wanted for two murders, just as you said. Uh huh. And for one right here in this city, too. No. Thanks for the tip, Blackie. How did you manage to catch up with him? Oh, a little old lady told me. Huh? Yes, so I put two and two together, to coin a phrase, and I said to myself, dear old Faraday. <laughs> he's been so nice to me lately. What better way of showing my appreciation than to make him a present of a murderer? Thanks, Blackie. Oh, not at all, old man. But, uh, by the way, now that you've looked inside my heart, certainly my stomach, did you ever recover the pearls and the rubies? Oh, yeah. Didn't you hear what happened? No. Well, Gordon called to tell me that they were right in the shop all the time. No. Yeah. Can you beat that? Old Mrs. Phillips, who works there, found them in another drawer. Well, 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 well. And they lived happily ever after. What'd you say? Oh, nothing, nothing. I... I just said they lived happily ever after. In just a moment, we'll hear a preview of next week's exciting adventure with Boston Blackie. Meantime, ladies, I have a real piece of advice for you about dishwashing. I've mentioned it before, but if you haven't done it already, I'd suggest that you tote that big green and yellow rinse box up from the laundry and see how much simpler the job can be. Yes, Rinso's rich suds really go to town for you in the dishpan. Get dishes, pots, and pans gleaming in a jiffy. Rinso's kind to your hands, too. So get Rinso tomorrow, and be sure to use it on wash day so you can join in the chorus of women who sing their way through washing clothes like this. Rinso, Rinso, Happy little wash day song. Rinso, Rinso, Happy little wash day song. But Inspector, how do you know Boston Blackie's dead? I told you, Matthews. All I know is some guy called me on the phone and said that after I'd come down here to Blackie's apartment, I could pick up the remains. Who called you? I don't know. He hung up on me. You think it's another one of Blackie's tricks? Well, we'll know pretty soon. If it is, I'll break every bone in his body. Well, here we are, sixth floor. He's in 6B here. Hey, Chief. Look. Huh? There's a guy flat on his face right outside the door. Blackie, I don't believe it. Chief. Thumped off right outside his own apartment. Yeah. He's a swell guy, Matthews. One of the best. Sure, he got me sore now and then, and I used to rib him, but when it came right down to cases, he was a swell guy. I'll get the guy who did this if it's the last thing I ever do. Writing my epitaph, Faraday? Huh? I hate to disappoint you, but that body isn't mine. Boston Black. Summertime means warm weather, and that means more perspiration. Use Lifebuoy in your daily bath or shower to protect yourself. You'll love its rich, purifying lather. Remember, too, that of seven leading brands, Life Boy gives you the most soap for your money. And besides, it's the only soap especially made to stop...
sure to listen at this same time next week for another exciting adventure with Boston Blackie. You can see Chester Morris as Boston Blackie on the screen at your favorite movie theater. Boston Blackie's latest Columbia picture is One Mysterious Night, soon to be released. Richard Lane appears as Inspector Faraday, music by Charles Cornell. This is Harlow Wilcox saying goodnight for Boston Blackie, brought to you by the makers of Rinso, the soap that gets clothes. Rinso White. Taken seats that satisfy you, gentlemen. We will proceed at once with the business at hand. Good. Uh, Matt's photographs another day to Miss Arden. <laughs> in your portfolio, Mr. Farber. Thank you, thank you. Gentlemen, we are faced with a crisis. We're in dire need of funds. And we shall acquire said funds from the Wentworth Diamonds. Net profit to us, a half million dollars. Of course, the Wentworth Rocks is too hot to handle. Uh, the main stone, yes. We have no interest in that. We shall acquire our revenue from the two dozen smaller stones of the Wentworth collection. Uh, we going to take it out of Lady Wentworth's home? Lady Wentworth has only a paste copy of the diamonds in her name. The real diamonds are in the National Vault. At 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, the diamonds are to be transferred by armored truck from the National Vault for two weeks' display at the Manchester Museum. It is there that we, um, appropriate them. They'll be heavily guarded at the museum, won't they? Uh, you will hire a dozen of the city's most capable trigger men. They'll be paid well. Uh, I get it. Rough stuff. Uh, you will lead the operations, Mr. Adams. Six guards will stand in our way. The two at the front door can be subdued at trigger points. The two at the entrance to the gallery in which the Wentworth collection is being displayed may have to be rendered, uh, unconscious. The other two? The other two will be guarding the Wentworth diamonds. They are to be killed. When do you plan to do this? I'll inform you of the exact day and time of day. In the meantime, you'll study these maps and photographs at the Manchester Museum. Oh, 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 uh, one more thing. More? Yes, yes. We now come to that portion of our plans which involves the person known as Boston Blackie. <laughs> Now meet Richard Colmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Like walking in the rain, Blackie? That's a leading question. Where does it lead? Well, right now, Mary, around the corner to your apartment. Okay. Oh, it's been a wonderful evening. Yeah. I hope the three of us enjoyed it. The three of us? Sure. You and I and the man who's been following us. Someone following us? Why? Never had a man follow you before? Oh. Did you see someone? Yes. What do we do? Keep talking. About what? Oh, anything. Tell me a funny story. A funny story. So when I get through with him, this guy following us will have something to laugh about. All right. After we turn this corner here, I'll stop. But you go ahead. Cut across the grass and keep talking all the time. Here's the corner. Now, keep going. 
I'll hug the wall and get this fellow as he goes by. But what if he puts up a fight? About the only thing he'll get to put up is a squawk. Uh, keep on talking. I stop here. Wish me luck. I do. It was really the funniest thing that's happened to me in weeks, Black, either. Telephone rang about 7 o'clock this morning. And a squeaky little voice asked for Ozzy. All right, you reach. Chief uh, don't, don't shoot. It's me. Shorty. Well, what? Oh, wait a minute. Hey, Mary. Come on back. It's all right. It's a friend of mine. Uh, I've, I've been telling you all night, boss. I've I got to talk to you. But not with a damn, Blackie. I, I can't. Since one of you turned girl shy? Uh, this is Mary Wesley, Shorty. Mary, this is Shorty, an old pal of mine. Oh, uh, how, how do you do? Boss, I, I got to talk to you. And where nobody can see us. Well, if you two want to talk, you can come up to my apartment. Next, boss. This got to be private confirmed. Come on, Shorty. It's all right. Mary doesn't talk. And besides, she makes good coffee. Oh. Hey, Bug. Hey, you're, you're right as a parson. This is sure good coffee. How right are you about this frame? That's what I'd like to know. Well, I, I told you all I know, Blackie, and that's all I know. A high-class operator is going to snatch the Wentworth diamonds from the Manchester Museums. And you got it straight from one of the hoods who was hired as a trigger man. Well, from a guy who knew a guy who was hired. But I don't understand how they're going to involve you, Blackie. Well, the uh, plan seems to be this. To dress one of the gunmen to look like me. He'll be called, uh, <laughs> Blackie several times during the holdup. Yeah, and they figure to knock off a couple of guards, see? So Blackie will get wrapped by the cops for murder. And then to cinch it, they're planting the big Wentworth diamond in Blackie's apartment. Is this really true? Probably, but that doesn't mean it's going to work. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know when they're planning the robbery, so I don't know when to make sure to have an alibi. This is cute. Well, why don't you try calling Inspector Faraday? When I want somebody to laugh at me, I'll tell jokes. Oh, please, Blackie, please. It's the smartest thing. Will it make you happy? Very. All right. I've always wanted a legitimate excuse to wake Faraday in the middle of the night anyway. Oh, he'll listen to you. I just know it. <laughs> like I listen to opera. Faraday's probably snoring so loud that he was... Hello? Faraday, this is your old pal, Blackie. Blackie, what's the idea of calling me up this time of night? <laughs> what's the matter, Sleeping Beauty? Were you dreaming you had the goods on me at last? Did you call me up to make jokes, Blackie? Because if you did, I... No. Listen, Inspector, and listen carefully. I'm not listening to anything from you. Go to bed and let me get some sleep. Wait. Faraday. Faraday. Did he hang up? Well, he didn't exactly invite me over for a midnight snack. Well, gee, boss, now what do we do? I know what you're going to do, Blackie. Leave town. Yeah, yeah, the lady's right, boss. You, you can't have no alibi two weeks long in this town. But if you just lamb out of town for two weeks... I well... don't like to take it on the chin any more than anybody else. But I'm not going to take it on the lamb. Oh, I know what you're thinking, darling. It's running away and you don't want to run away. But please, Blackie, please do it for me. Mm, I must be getting soft. Well, it's the thing you got to do, boss, for, for the lady's sake. Now, I'll get your train or plane reservations. You go to your apartment with Shorty and I'll phone you there. I don't know why I'm doing this. I guess those looks of yours sure pack a wallet. Never mind my look. You just see to it that you pack a bag. Uh, how many shorts you want in this suitcase, boss? Oh, I don't know. Gosh, I wish that Chicago call would come in. Oh, well. Uh, Shorty, is there something that maybe you haven't told me yet? For instance, what time tomorrow are the diamonds being taken from the National Vaults to the museum? Seven o'clock to be in a museum at eight, see? An armored car is picking them up. No chance they intend to steal them all route. 
They're too well guarded in an armored car. Gee, boss. How do you know the diamonds would be picked up at the National Vaults instead of Lady Wentworth's house? Lady Wentworth wears only paste copies of the Wentworth diamonds. The real ones have always been in the vault. Gee, you know everything, boss. Well, I know I'm in the clear till those stones get to the museum at 8 tomorrow morning. Hmm. This is probably my Chicago call now. Or the dame with the reservations on a train, maybe. Hello? Blackie, this is Barry. I couldn't get a plane reservation at all. I got a train reservation to Chicago just as you wanted. But it's not until Friday. All right. Then I'll leave on Friday. Oh, but Blackie, to be perfectly safe, you have to be out of town before tomorrow morning. Look, honey, don't worry. Uh, I'll play Invisible Man until Friday. But I am worried, darling. What if they rob the museum before Friday? Then I'm in a jam. Well, if having an alibi will help, can't someone be with you all the time? You like the job to yourself? Oh, Black. Hmm. Oh, Black. You know I can't meet you at a four o'clock. That has to be a date. All right. Well, be careful, darling. And call me in the morning. I'll give you a ring at ten. Leave it to do. Night. Good night. Well, Shorty, looks like you and I have a chance to have a little fun. I can't leave town till Friday. Oh, gee, boss. But you better tell your pal Kingston in Chicago. And tell him you're not coming to see him until Friday, huh? Not at all, short one. He's no. going to help me. Oh. Well, gosh, what can he do? He's in Chicago. He can give me a hand for one of his branch offices here. If I was... Oh, that's probably Charlie now. Mm. Hello? Mr. Charles Kingston of the Kingston Corporation in Chicago calling Mr. Boston Blackie. I'll take it, operator. Here's your party, Mr. Kingston. Hello, Blackie. Hello, Charlie. How are you, fella? Oh, swell, Charlie. Is the man who does favors in? Good. The right turn ticket, Blackie. What is it? Can you hear me clearly? Sure. Go ahead. All right, Charlie. Here's what I want you to do. Hello? Morning, Mary. Oh, Blackie, I've worried all night long. Where are you? In my apartment. Stop worrying. But, Blackie, as long as you're in town and those... Look, Mary, everything's going to be all right. There's nothing to the... Blackie! Blackie! What's the matter? Blackie! I see the timetable of the Wentworth Diamond robbery, Hazel. Here you are, Mr. Farthing. Good. Now, um, here on the chart, we can see what progress we will make today. Mm -hmm. It's 1.30. The men are here at this moment, a mile and a half south of the museum. Mm -hmm. In 15 minutes, the first of them will enter the museum and take their places. In 30 minutes, the law will be over. <laughs> <laughs> You're smiling. Yes. You like the way I plan. Obviously. Ah. My schedule's right. This should be Mr. Boston Blackie. Come in. Here he is, Mr. Farney. Boston Blackie. Oh. Won't you come in, Blackie? Do I have a choice? Not for the present. That'll be all done. Right. I'm Roger Farthing. This is Miss Hazel Arden, my secretary. Hazel, the famous Boston Blackie. How do you do? How are you? <laughs> you uh, know why you're here? Not to play house. When do my teeth start chattering? In uh, exactly 22 minutes, men in my employ are going to steal the Wentworth diamonds from the Manchester Museum and inadvertently kill two of the guards. One of the gunmen will be referred to by the others as uh, Blackie. You begin to see? Seeing is a little habit I picked up some time ago. Splendid. <laughs> as you probably know, the main Wentworth diamond is too distinctive to be of value to anyone other than its rightful owner. So? So... One of my associates is placing it in your apartment shortly after the robbery. 
then informing the police of its whereabouts. You will be forced to remain here until it is found. You understand? Perfectly. You know something, Blackie? Nothing disturbs you. I'd like to have you on my side. You want me on your side? Believe me, Farthing. You'd be more comfortable with acute appendicitis. This way to the display of the Wentworth Diamonds, the Arling Gallery to the right. So a couple of the cars drive up across the street. Boy should be coming through the front door in a minute, right? There they are. Took care of guards at the door. Go ahead, do your stuff. All right, everybody, get back. Keep quiet. This isn't any fool. Over this way, Blackie, in here. Come on, gang. Blackie, over this way. Blackie, get those two guards. Cut them down. Cut them down. I got the diamonds. Let's go. I shooting, Blackie. Can I shooting? Those guards never know what hit them. Faraday. Inspector, this is Mary Wesley. Yeah? You remember me, don't you? Oh, I remember all of Boston Blackie's friends. So I can identify him when we pull him out of the river. What do you want? I talked to Blackie on the phone at 10 o'clock this morning. We were cut off. I haven't heard from him since. Oh, don't let that surprise you. But I had a date with him at 4 o'clock and he didn't show up. I'm worried about him. I think you should be. Has something happened? Plenty. I hope you like music, Miss Wesley. Because you're playing second fiddle to the Wentworth Diamonds. Blackie stole them this afternoon. And now back to our story. When we left Boston Blackie, he was, to all appearances, hopelessly victimized by Roger Farthing's plan to frame him for the theft of the Wentworth Diamonds and the murder of the two museum guards. As provided in Farthing's plan... The police have been notified that the main Wentworth Diamond is in Blackie's apartment. And as we continue our story, Inspector Faraday knocks on Blackie's door. Okay, Blackie. Come on, open up in there. Open up! All right, Hi, Inspector. Okay, Shorty. Go on, get back in the apartment. Where's Blackie? Where's the Wentworth Diamond? The Wentworth Diamond, Inspector? Shorty, the only time you look smart is when you're trying to look dumb. Oh, gee, thanks. Sit down over there and behave yourself. I'm going to look around for that diamond. Oh, Inspector, there ain't no jewel around here. In that drawer or anywhere else. You not only stole the entire Wentworth collection, but you killed two guards. You can't get out of a rap like that with a suspended sentence. Well, nothing in here. Maybe this drawer. Look, Inspector, I can tell you the whole thing from the beginning, if you'll believe me. Yeah. Blackie rehearsal? Look, look, do you remember when Blackie so, was... Oh, the jewel wasn't here, huh? What's this, a kid's marble? Gee, hey, that rock's got more sparkle than a pinwheel. Yeah, this is the Wentworth Diamond, all right. Now, what do you do with the smaller ones? You mean, you mean there's more? You know there are more. And all around here, some... Uh-oh. Someone's coming down the hall. It's probably Blackie. Turn out the lights. Oh, Inspector. Turn out those lights. Yes, sir. This is going to be wonderful. Blackie here. Turn on the lights, Shorty. Oh, sure thing. Hi, Miss Wesley. Shorty, where is he? What happened to him? Well, didn't he meet you? No. And when he called me, we were cut off. I don't know what happened. Oh, gee. Okay, you two. Make yourselves comfortable. Because we're going to wait right here for Blackie. 
Oh, gee, Inspector, I think you're way off base. You think so, huh? Well, we're waiting here all night if we have to. Because with Miss Wesley here, I'll guarantee Blackie thinks there's no base like home. Mr. Farthing. Oh. oh. Mr. Farthing. Ah, I must have fallen asleep, Hazel. Sleep well earned. You've released Boston Blackie? Yes, yes. Before very long, we shall hear that he's been picked up for robbery. And murder. <laughs> and tomorrow morning, I shall have in my hands 24 of the most precious diamonds in the world. Tomorrow morning, Mr. Father, you mean this morning. Oh, it is quite late, isn't it? Nearly mid-morning. I suggest you go to your room and try to sleep, Hazel. And if you are addicted to dreams, my dear, perchance you can dream of the crime so perfect that it costs nothing but the life of Boston Blackie. Gee, Inspector, it's the middle of the morning. Hey, when do we get out of here, huh? When I say you do, not before. So don't keep asking. Uh-oh, there's a key in the door. It's probably Blackie's quiet. Mary, Charlie, oh, come on, on me. What, what? Hold it, Blackie. Oh, Inspector, do you have to turn up when I feel refreshed and happy? One look at you and I'm 20 years older. You're not going to live 20 years, Blackie. What they do to you for murder in this state isn't good for your health. What did I do, kill one of your jokes? You killed two guards at the Manchester Museum yesterday. Don't, don't be a fool, Faraday. I wasn't near the Manchester Museum when those guards were killed. Then where did you get this diamond I found in your drawer? At the five and ten? I could get one like that off a chandelier, Inspector. That's a phony. That's the central diamond from the Wentworth collection. And you know it. I don't even know that the diamonds were stolen. What? For all I know, they're still in the Manchester Museum, just where they ought to be. Sometimes I think you ought to have your head examined. There are witnesses who saw you there. I find the diamond in your apartment, and you tell me the Wentworth jewels are still in the museum. Come on, what did you do with the smaller stones? Mary, call the museum, will you? Sure. The phone number's Plaza 39613. That kind of a stall isn't going to get you anywhere, Blackie. Forget about that phone call, Miss Wesley. Make it, Mary, and don't be a dope, Faraday. Wait a minute. Oh, what did I say? Uh, tell the museum you're calling for Inspector Faraday. All right. I'm not going to wait around for any phone call. Uh, where would you like to meet us, uh... Inspector, uh, at the Ritz or the Roney? Very funny, Blackie. But I don't need a phone call to prove those diamonds were stolen. I got one of them right in my hand. Roll that stone out, Inspector, and it'd make a nice window pane. Hello, Manchester Museum. I'm calling for Inspector Faraday. Yes, of, of police headquarters. <laughs> they don't even know you, pal. Uh, yes, just a minute. He wants to talk to you, Inspector. Yeah? They didn't know who I was, huh? Give me that phone. Blackie said he's been trying to reach the inspector Hello, all morning. Hello, Mr. Faraday. Most people talking. don't know when they're well off. What do you want? <laughs> the Wentworth diamonds are in their display case. What? Sure, sure. I'll be right down. I told you the diamonds were right where they belong, Faraday. Have a nice trip down there. Mary and I are going to have some breakfast. You too, Shorty. Come on. Just a minute, Blackie. I don't fall for you any of tricks this easy. I'm going down to have a look at those jewels, all right. But you're going with me. Here are the diamonds, Inspector, just as they were before the robbery. I don't understand it, but here they are. How do I know these aren't phony? I beg your pardon, Inspector, but I'm an expert in such matters. What about this diamond in my hand? It's paste. And what's this gag about the jewels being stolen and two guards killed? Well, it's all very true, Inspector, but this morning when I came into the museum, here were the diamonds just as they were before the unfortunate incident. It's amazing. Happy, Faraday? All the diamonds are here? All but one small stone. But we're so happy to have the other diamond returned, we aren't terribly concerned. Well, about... I'm concerned. Especially about those two murdered guards. 
I'll tell you where you can find that missing stone, Faraday, and the man responsible for the death of the two guards. In your apartment? No, in room 909 in the Winston Hotel. In the handkerchief pocket of a friend of mine. Blackie, you're getting deeper and deeper into this every minute. I'll be in plenty deep if a certain party had a cold last night. A diamond that size is nothing to sneeze at. Here's room 909. Whose room is this? You'll see. Yes? Hello, beautiful. What do you want? In. Come on, Inspector. I'm with you. How dare you force your way in here? I seemed welcome enough here yesterday. Where's Farthing? Who's out there? Don't talk, beautiful. He's in there, Inspector. Come on. Mr. Farthing, it's the police. What's the meaning of... You two know each other, don't you? Hello, Farthing. I didn't know you were in town. Oh, good morning, Inspector. I was just in town for the day on a buying trip. Buying diamonds, Inspector. Diamonds? For free. Look in his handkerchief pocket, Faraday. I'm in no mood for practical jokes, gentlemen. I have a business appointment that I... You may have to reach inside for the stone, Faraday. The handkerchief may not pull it out. We'll see. There. What fell on the desk, Inspector? Looks like a diamond to me. Farthing, if this is from the Wentworth collection, I'm arresting you for murder and robbery. It's from the Wentworth collection, all right. From the looks of it, I'd say the same thing. Congratulations, Blackie. Farthing, do you admit this is a Wentworth diamond? Oh, I see no reason why I shouldn't. You'll discover it for yourself in due time. <laughs> I know what I'm beaten, but I don't know how. Hmm, Blackie? Sorry, Farthing. That's a secret of the profession. If we of the same profession were alone... Same profession? Don't flatter yourself, Farthing. Uh, Inspector, would you be so kind? Let us have five minutes alone, Faraday. It's all right. Uh, I'm not the type to run away from anything once I run into it. It's entirely safe. Well, with Blackie in here and me outside the door, I guess it's okay. Five minutes, no more. <sighs> Sit down. Thanks. You're a good sport, Farthing. Uh, sit right here. A gambler has to be a good sport. Yes, I guess he does. I'm amazed. How did you do it, Blackie? When? The diamond in your pocket? It wasn't easy. You didn't let me get close to you but once when I was here yesterday. Fortunately, once was enough. But that's so utterly impossible. The diamonds were still in the museum when you were here yesterday. That's where you're wrong, Farthing. The diamonds were never in the museum. Only a set of paste. Why? I switched them myself. At the National Vaults, 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Tell me how. Well, the first thing I did was to borrow Lady Wentworth's pace set. Mm -hmm. That was easy. Lady Wentworth is away. The pace set is not locked up because it's worthless. Then I hired an armored car. That alone is no simple matter. It was simple enough for my friend Charlie Kingston. Of Chicago? Yes. He hired an armored car for me through his local office. How did you use this armored car? My friend Shorty and I dressed as bank guards and went to the delivery entrance of the vaults a little before eight with the paste diamonds in a case just like the ones the real diamonds were in. I see you. You stayed just inside the delivery entrance until the armored truck came along, then then walked out with the paste diamonds and <laughs> gave them to the driver. Well, that was no problem. We weren't stealing anything, just handing to the driver something he expected to get. So far, brilliant. Brilliant. Then what? Then Shorty and I got our own armored car from around the block, drove it to the delivery entrance of the vault, and picked up the real diamonds from the real bank guards. Ah, that was simple, too, because the bank guards expected to see an armored car outside the delivery entrance. So a set of phonies went to the museum, and I kept the real set. Until after your men robbed the museum. Then I broke into the museum at night and delivered the real diamonds, that is, 
All except the one small stone which I planted on you. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks. That's a lot coming from you under the circumstances. I am an artist in my way, Blackie, and you're an artist in yours. Does one great painter scoff at the work of another because the other's artistry is superior to his own? Maybe you're not the artist you think, Farthing. Why do you say that? The idea of involving me. It seems to me that a good artist concentrates more on the picture and a little less on the frame. Oh, Blackie, look at those lovely diamonds in this window. Aren't those engagement rings beautiful? They sure are. Oh, how I'd love to have that one there. You would? Well, it, um, it might depend on who gave it to me. Oh. I might like you to give me one someday. Except. Except what? Except I'd never be quite sure just how you got it. Thank you.